0: My name is Rachel Peru, and I'm a 50-year-old grey-haired curve model, and I'm going to be your host for the Out of the Bubble podcast. I started a new career, age 46, modelling, and on social media, I found so many women, inspiring and amazing women over 40, who were really embracing their midlife and helping to break down the stereotypical barriers. I really wanted to share these stories with you, so let's celebrate and firmly place a spotlight on women over 40. My weekly reminder that you are not invisible and it's never too late to try something new. Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Bubble podcast. My name is Rachel Peru and today we're going to be tackling a subject that I know lots of women find really uncomfortable. We're going to be talking to psychotherapist and sexologist Stania Shifton who is the author of three books now but this coming soon book I've just been reading and it's really insightful way of learning how to keep connected with our ever-changing bodies and I think it's a particularly important subject as we go through the menopause and our bodies are changing and with that comes often a disconnect with our bodies so I'm really interested to talking to Dania to get some insight into how we can maintain that because we know that it's good for our body confidence and for our mental well-being as well as just making sure that we feel kind of empowered and in control of our bodies so looking forward to this conversation today. So welcome Dania, I am so excited to be talking to you today. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So how are you doing? I mean obviously um, you're um, you're based in Zurich and you've had a uh, chaotic year I would imagine through the pandemic. For anyone that doesn't know you, how do you describe yourself or what you're doing?
1: Oh, how do I describe myself? This is such a huge answer because I developed a lot. So basically in my professional life, I'm a psychotherapist and, and a sexologist. And I'm also a mom of two and I'm married since over 10 years. And I'm a woman. I developed a lot of my femininity during my life because this was also... A huge topic I'm interested in, and um, yeah, I'm an author of now at the end of the year, three books. Oh wow,
0: but one here. Uh, so
1: a lot of them. yeah, <laughs> this here. is my first one, <laughs> so it's coming soon, it's called. So, because I'm really interested in female sexuality, because I realize that especially women don't know too much about their genitals, and this is really bad, actually. Yeah.
0: And it is a subject I'm so excited to talk to you today because it's a subject that women find really difficult to talk about still in this day and age when there's lots of subjects that are so much more open than than women's sexuality. And I'm all about making sure that women feel stay connected to their bodies and it gives them body confidence. So it's such an important subject and there's a lot to go at. You started off in psychotherapy. What led you down kind of the more sexology route? What was the, the inspiration for you that really gained your interest in it?
1: Actually, it was a very personal way because when I grew up, my father was a veterinarian and my mother used to be a child psychologist. And with the two of them, I could talk really open about my body, what changed in my body when I was a kid. And then I had a boyfriend when I was, I don't know exactly, but I about 18 i think then i went to my studies and we had our first sexual experiences and i realized i realized there was no one to talk about about all this sex stuff except my mom and my dad mm-hmm. and i thought okay somehow it's nice to have my parents to talk about and somehow it's nice that they can answer everything but actually it feels somehow wrong that me as a student or as a grown-up still has to talk to their parents and so I wanted to learn in university more about these topics but there was no we didn't talk about it we Mm -hmm. only talked about very extreme stuff like let's say like fetish or let's uh, people who go to prison because they did something sexually wrong and yeah. so on. But this normal thing, I had no one to talk. And so I went to my gynecologist, I went to other therapists, but actually I realized most of them, they answered just from their experience and not because they really learned something about it. And so I decided to do my master thesis about sex- sexology or sexuality in Switzerland. And also my professor told me, yeah, nice idea but I don't think that so many people are interested in that (laughs) you proved the wrong (laughs) I I proved him so much wrong because he told me okay you have to find 500 people and at the end it was 15,000 who filled in the form and we used for all the science we used about nearly 7,000 people so Mm. it was really huge the interest and so I got into it and I learned it and I did several educations about it and yeah I'm still with it so um, I proved everyone wrong because I realized it's really important
0: to talk about it. It really is and it's interesting that you had such a great open relationship with your parents because I'm I'm a child of the 70s and in the UK parents really just didn't talk about it at all and you know I, I didn't really have anybody other than your peers to talk about it and what do our peers know we just know from like you say from our own experiences so it is really important that we have other avenues to explore and to go and and seek advice and talk to about it. How easy is it to get clients to open up, though? Because it's great to have these resources, but how easy is it to get people comfortable enough to be able to use somebody like a sexologist? Because that's the barrier, I guess, isn't it?
1: No, because the moment I began with my practice, it's nearly, let's say, 14 years ago. um, The practice was full from beginning on. So it was really, yeah, nowadays I have a waiting list. So it's really. I only have the experience people really need information and they are somehow like starving for informations yeah. so they really they come and what happens is when they start here or when they see when we see each other from face to face there is always like five minutes the other one isn't that comfortable or doesn't know where to start or how do I pronounce it but I think people immediately, realize my interest for their problems and they realize that for me it's really normal to talk and so also my language is quite open even if I I also do therapy in English even if my English is sometimes really creative as you hear but people I think people feel that my openness they feel that I'm really interested and they feel often people feel judged but in my room they realize they are not judged and so they are open to ask and so it's only yeah I say five minutes and the other scary moment is when I start to talk really precisely about how they let's say masturbate but yeah after another five minutes they are done and they are fine
0: It's interesting that you use the word normal, because I think that's the key here in society, isn't it, that we need to start normalizing these conversations so that we do take away the judgment and the stigma that's still attached, particularly for women to talk about their sexual activity. It's how do we normalize that?
1: Then we talk about it. I think Mm. this is the only way. So what I always say also with, let's say, podcasts, start to talk with yourself. Start to use the word vulva, vagina, penis, whatever, And if you don't feel comfortable, because your mouth doesn't know these words, stay in front of a mirror, talk to yourself, talk to yourself what you like, what your experience, how you would pronounce your genitals, um, where you have to press, where you have to, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the moment you learn to use these words first, so language is really important, the easier it gets also to use these words with others.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, looking back in my own childhood, again, I was having a conversation with my sister about this. So how actually our parents never referred to the, any parts uh, with the real yeah, like terms. Down, we didn't yeah. talk, we didn't talk vagina or vulva, or it was always, you know, private parts or yeah, down oh. there. And I think, you know, that's, that's where it really has to start from when you're really young, isn't it? To be able to just get that conversation in the right context so that it everyone feels free to say those words without, feeling ashamed because it's almost does bring that you know people almost are embarrassed to say these natural words. Yeah
1: the problem is also I always hear from people who don't like this idea no but we sexualize our kids but actually that's not true because the more kids know these parts, the more they feel comfortable with it and the more they they know themselves better the more secure they are because then they can feel better when someone is coming too close or Mm -hmm. if something doesn't feel comfortable and they can really say where's the problem and the less someone is connected to his or her genitals the more it's also let's say dangerous for themselves because they don't know what should feel right and not feel right.
0: Yeah, that's so true, and I hadn't thought about that. But you're so right. It's, we, we need to to take control of our bodies and know what it feels like, and, and what works for us, and what doesn't. And then, yeah. then you then you've got your boundaries. Then haven't you? Then you know exactly. where you can go from. And without that, you're putting your kind of your body confidence into somebody else's arms, aren't you? Really. And
1: this is exactly the point point we also see in pregnancies, or in menopause that the body changes naturally and there there are changes and this is some some kind like normal but when i'm not allowed to talk about it i can't get an image what's wrong where should i really see a doctor where should i really take care of something or what what is just normal and i have to relearn or re inhabit something like this my my body because some with age, changes come and I have to learn to feel my body during my whole life. It's not a yes. process I do once, but I have to do it several steps. And when I miss this point, because I'm not allowed to talk about, I also miss pleasure and I miss confidence with myself
0: yeah that's so true and you know i'm just just going into the menopause now and i've noticed a, a shift in my body and i think the danger is that you have this real disconnection with yourself and your body if you don't explore and see what works for you now because like you say you, your body changes and goes through different stages doesn't it
1: yeah and especially for menopause let's put like the lubricants yes because your lubrification it changes yeah and your ones of the vagina, they get not softer, like thinner. So you might have sexual experience that are not that pleasant, because you are used not to use lubricant, you are used to maybe to fast sex or whatever. And when you have these changes with the menopause, you realize that doesn't work. And so if you're not connected with your body, you might say, okay, I'm I'm done with all this sex stuff. It hurts. It doesn't feel comfortable. Okay, let's stop that. It's nothing for me anymore. Or you can find out how can I use my genitals differently? Which parts I can explore? I don't know yet because you have in mind there must be a way to deal with new parts. Or you start to use lubricant because you are not ashamed to go to a sex store or whatever. And when you are more in this learning, with this idea of learning with your body, then you won't have any problems with your menopause because you adapt. Yeah. But if you, you are like in the, yeah, in, in, the, in the disconnection, you can't adapt.
0: Yeah. Do you think there's a lot of pressure then on, on, on people in society from society about how, how they should and shouldn't be having orgasms and how they should and shouldn't be pleasuring? Because I know in your book you say that you know there's not, there's not a very high percentage of women that actually orgasm through penetrative sex. And, and we're almost kind of led to believe that unless sex is and it's really hot and you know in a fantastic setting, then then we're missing out on something. Do you think society's put a lot of pressure on us?
1: On one hand, yes, on the other hand, no. Because on one hand, we have to be really sexual, that there is some kind of pressure. You have to like sex. But on the other hand, I see a lot of pressure on women. You have to dislike your body. That's normal. You have to, let's say, give your sexuality to your husband because he, he wants more than you want, mm. even if you feel, I like it you are somehow not allowed to like it. Yeah. Um, so this is also a pressure on the other side. So not to like sexuality. So I think it's a bit um, strange. On one hand, we are somehow, yeah, it's anyhow, We the the answer is to connect yourself to your genitals and really to start to explore what's possible. But let's put the point with the orgasm, I think, I didn't make myself too clear. <laughs> I tried again. Um, on one hand, we are forced to have orgasms. On the other hand, it's clear that we anyway don't orgasm. And so this is not really easy for a woman to realize so what what is for me? Do I like to orgasm? And do I like to find out how I can orgasm or is there a way to orgasm because i want it yeah. or do i have to orgasm for the other
0: yeah that's really interesting and i think that whole conversation about you know women being open and saying that they really enjoy sex i think women still struggle with that conversation they're really exactly it's almost like it brings it's something to be embarrassed about whereas men it's such an open subject and we don't even think about it when they say that we just take it as given and, and take it for granted. Whereas. Yeah. Women, you know, it's, I love having sex and I have a great sex life and that is something that I really, it's important to me, but it's really difficult saying that out loud to people, isn't it?
1: This is exactly what I wanted to to say because then people stare at you or think, oh, that's a bitch or a whore or whatever you say. It must be something wrong with her that she likes sex. So Mm. really, I think the next topic we really have to care in society is that women's lust. Not only orgasm, but really women's lust. Because we say men have more lust than women. It's biologically. And this is really wrong because Mm. it's all learning history. We all have more or less same uh, up same beginning but women are not allowed to explore their genitals and they are not allowed to like their genitals because men are different
0: yeah yeah and I know the book has some great practical advice and exercises that you can use to really start learning about your body and what works for you and connecting with it I think you've also got other people clients that have given their kind of testimonials as well and I think that's that's that, I found that really interesting to listen and read about other people's experiences because that's the thing that we don't hear enough about, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I think that's so interesting because when we are, let's say, 15 to 25, we talk about the new experience we do. But the moment we are in a long-term relationship, we don't talk honestly anymore. So mm-hmm. we are really alone because it's not so nice to talk not nice things about the partner or about own insecurities and so on. So at least then, when we are in our let's say marriages or long term relationship, we are really more and more alone.
0: In an ideal world, what would you really like to see change? Um, you know, in society for women in this area.
1: Okay. But this is a long answer <laughs> <laughs> no, so it begins really from birth birth on. so I want parents supporting their kids to get to know to know their genitals. I want they care that they have sexual um how do you say? education mm. for every for each age differently but so it really starts from two three years old on so they really get to know their body in let's say in freedom so they get to know their boundaries and they also get to know what they like because at least in Switzerland most of the sex edu- education is like prevention is like um this disease can happen, don't get pregnant, whatever. So it's all this negative stuff. So what I want that kids learn how, how much pleasure they can get from their own body. And that masturbation is normal and that everyone has to masturbate because this is really your instrument you can learn. But when we are adult, it would be really nice that we can ask question that it's open to ask for everyone that it's natural to ask and not you are something like strange when you have question because it's a topic like everything else yeah and so the more you can ask and talk to others and can play and you are also allowed to find out what you like the easier it would be also for women but also for men to follow a good place and not just to do sex like in a porn because this is the only thing we see actually yeah Yeah. and the only educational stuff actually
0: yeah and I also think it would be really great to talk and address for younger children that the changing body as you get older into adulthood and, and, and the pregnancy and menopause, that, that your body does change. And with that, your sex life will change and those connections to your body change. Because if we're not taught about it when we're younger, then it suddenly comes upon us. And then it's like, OK, what's happening down here? what, what Why have I suddenly dried yeah. up and I don't know what to do about it? Whereas if we were told 20 years beforehand, we would know we would have that yeah. already, that confidence should... to deal with it.
1: Exactly. Always be a step in front or before it really happens, because the more you are prepared, the less you are in the stress. And also, I think what is really important that we start to like our bodies better, that we really don't go, as as I, I told you before about the bikinis, that we have a realistic picture of how women look like yeah. because when we don't see like normal bodies, we always think we are wrong or all yeah. the surgery on our genitals. I think no woman would ever do that if she would know all different kinds of vulvas yeah. because if I know from my upbringing how different we, vulvas could look like, I would never think my vulva is, is strange or yeah. ugly. But when I never see a vulva and I only know mine or even not mine, it feels like strange when she is asymmetric or when she, when the inner lips are longer than the outer lips, because in porn, we only see vulvas where the inner lips are small and the outer lips are like a bread, like closed somehow. And so I come to the idea I'm wrong and I have to do surgery, but that's so bullshit
0: yeah so so I couldn't agree with you more it's just you know it's such a fascinating subject but it, we've also got such a long way to go haven't we to see these changes that can have a real impact on our our mental well-being it's not just about our bodies it's our mental well-being isn't it and how we feel about our bodies it plays such a big big part what tips and advice could you give to a woman that has maybe started to feel really disconnected with their body and with their vaginas and 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 feeling that disconnection how can they make small steps first of all to start connecting back with themselves
1: i think you mentioned already the the most important step small steps it's really like baby steps Hmm. so it means you can start while you take a shower just go with your hands over your body with soap, no soap, I don't care. But start to to touch yourself again because maybe you, you even stopped touching yourself, in not in a sexual way, just in a daily-based life. So, and always when you feel like, oh no, there is too much when I touch it. Let's say the belly. Oh no, I go over my belly, it's too much. Okay, start to feel what your hands would say. Is it soft? Is it easy to touch? Is it nice to touch? And always, when your other voice comes, like, oh no, it doesn't look nice. No, go back to your hands. What do they feel? And it's about like thirty seconds a minute, and then it's good. But do it on daily basis. Or I say another really small thing could be the good night prayer, meaning you just put your hand, lay your hand on your vulva, like really. Put it softly on it and then wait for 20 seconds. Just say some kind of good night prayer, even if you are not religious at all, just Mm. to make these connections. So the more your hand is used to touch the vulva and the vulva is used to feel something, the more you get used to it and the more relaxed you are about it. And so this is all stuff like not sexual but it's very safe and easy beginnings. And so even when you are old and you feel your your skin is like dry or with a lot of wrinkles, you can either think of, oh, now, now I feel a wrinkle, now I feel it dry, or you concentrate. Okay, that's interesting, these wrinkles. Do I really know every wrinkle itself? Is there one new? is there an old one is it deep is it whatever so i get i have to get an interest for my body and the other way is or the beside way is with masturbation start to masturbate as you are used to do it and then you might change one small baby step like you do it a little bit slower just a little bit and then you observe what happens and then you do this over a month Every time you do it a little bit slower or you do it a little bit faster or you use a little uh, one millimeter more on the left side or on the right side. So you, you think of, let's say, a path. You first walk and then it's really small. And then you, you walk in a zigzag or then you take your car or then you take a aut- <laughs> how do you say? an autobahn, uh, an route like many cars so the more you use it the wider it it goes but you have to start with these really baby steps because when you do two big steps it's either it feels like okay i can never reach that so this is one thinking so you are somehow like overwhelmed and yeah annoyed somehow or you just don't feel anything because when you start something new you don't feel anything
0: such great advice there and you know we're so in age what i'm interested to know kind of your age category for your for your clients what's the oldest for instance client that you've ever had
1: my oldest i have ever have had was 85 brilliant yeah and it was a woman and she was really great a woman because she was really great she she was like okay i everyone tells me i'm old And I'm done with life. But actually, I don't want it. And now I want to know what everyone was talking my whole life about this sexuality stuff, but I never enjoyed it. So Mm. now or never. And she was really cool because she worked really hard and she came out of a really religious family with a lot of taboos. But she did it. And she came back, I think a year later, and she said it was so life-changing because she allowed herself so much more and she realized why people why why some people like sexuality.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's good to know though, because I, I really <laughs> think it's important that as a you know a woman in their 50s and then 60s, you want to know that you can continue, if you want to, to have a really healthy sex life and, and to also to pleasure yourself and to feel have those feelings. Yeah. And again, that age is something we don't talk about. It's it's like women yeah. are written off after a certain age and we don't think we're interested, yeah. and that's not true.
1: That's really, really not true. You might not be any more that athletic or mm. you can't do sex for, let's say, five hours. Yeah. But you can play for an hour, also for two hours. If you take yourself a break, if you do soft Sex or whatever. You can even have men, they learn that they will lose their erection for sure when they're about 65, 70. But that's not true. Men could have erections until they are 90 or until Mm -hmm. they die at the end. But you have to learn how to have an erection until 90. It changes. It's not the same erection you had with 20. And so do women change some women really feel a lot on their clitoris head when they are young and it's really like very impressive and when their menopause or the menopause is over they don't feel that much anymore it feels sometimes numb and then they they are somehow lost because they they didn't learn something different and that's the point why people can go to sex therapy so how to Relearn or develop more parts on their body, also to arouse themselves.
0: How did the pandemic um, kind of affect your work? Did you just manage to continue online? Did you find that demand almost increased because people were maybe more at home on their own or with their partners at home? Did you notice a difference, a different shift in patterns? It
1: it changed everything because i did a lot of online or more online than i used to do before so Let's say in technical ways, it changed a lot, and in with clients, I had both kind of clients. I had that clients who were really overwhelmed with this pandemic, and they were somehow like lost and afraid, and that nothing worked anymore, and they hated at the end their partners because they were too close with them, and all this. But I had also clients who said, "Okay, now I have the time of my life. I never had so much time for myself, and especially." for learning processes like these things I do with people. They never had that much time as they had last year. So I could go further with people. I would never thought about it. So it it was really for some clients. It was the best year ever. And they told me they are now really afraid that they will lose everything because in Switzerland they open up right now a lot. Yeah. And they are afraid that they lose the contact to themselves and to all these great processes. So I had really both. And I thought both was really interesting to follow. And it's really an honor for me that I can go so close into people's life.
0: Yeah, well, I think the work that you're doing is amazing. And, and, and I, you know, I'm sure you have reached and will continue to reach so many people and help them along the way. So it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I've got, you know, it's just been such an interesting conversation. How can people find out about your work?
1: One um, of my dream would be that most of the people on this planet would buy my book so because when you start start with reading it's not so a high barrier to to go so if you start to educate yourself if you get a bit curious and start to read so i think only this idea when each and every woman and each and every man on this planet gets the idea that sexuality is a learning process like everything else and it's not magic and it's nothing like this it's just learning like learning a language learning to dance learning to whatever so then I reached my goal because then people can decide if they want to do this learning process or not And I think this is the most important thing I can say. After that, when you know it's a learning process, you can decide for yourself if you want to go there. It's completely fine if you don't want to go there. I'm completely fine with that. You don't have to like sex, but you have to know that you can have good sex
0: yes yeah well listen I will put the links to your books um, and your website on the end of the show notes for this as well but it's been a pleasure talking to you my last question because I asked all the guests the same question because I really want to encourage women to be kinder to themselves so if you were to pay yourself one compliment what would it be
1: I'm perfect as I am
0: Yes. Love that. That's such a great, yeah, that's a great way to end. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been just a really insightful and and really needed conversation. Um, And I know that there'll be lots of women listening that are going through exactly that in menopause and feeling that disconnection. So I'm sure your advice um, will really be welcome. So thank you so much. Pleasure
1: thank you and i hope you understood even if my english was sometimes wrong but
0: you no you might did great. got
1: the idea <laughs>
0: absolutely your english is amazing so well done thank you so much thanks you thank you well, that was a really interesting conversation with Daniel and really. um, I really think it's a subject that we need to talk more openly about and, you know, I know from my own body going through through the menopause that your body changes and you do need to find out what, what keeps you connected to your own body and take control of that and I think that's a really empowering and I think we need these more open conversations where there's nothing to be embarrassed about at all. So um, I'm really delighted that Daniel finally managed to join me and um, I hope that's offered you some motivation and some inspiration to stay connected to your body as we go through this next chapter on our embracing our ever-changing bodies i will be back next week so um, i want one more episode um, before i have a break for the summer and then i will start again in september so join me next week for another dose of inspiration thank you for listening to out of the bubble podcast i hope you found lots of inspiration and it's left you with some midlife food for thought How would you compliment yourself? I'd love to hear from you so I can share some love for all you women over 40. Please get in touch. Email me, Rachel at outofthebubblepodcast.com. You can also come and join the Facebook page at Step Out of the Bubble. I'll be back next Monday, but in the meantime, keep me fabulous.